0: Welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. My name is Peyton and here we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for God. So today we are continuing our series of trusting God with. Today we have Hope McQuinn with us to talk about trusting God with your season of singleness, trusting God with that waiting of that season. And you guys, I'm so excited to have Hope here. She does it all. She's doing serious kingdom work. She is a life coach, she leads others in all things dating, healthy relationships, healthy lifestyle, Christian culture, all of that amazing things and more, but Hope, hi, glad you're here. Hello, I am so excited to be here. I'm just going to let you talk about yourself for a little bit for a moment. I'm sure you're better at talking about yourself than I am. Oh my gosh. That's, I'm not, that's like one of my biggest things that I struggle
1: with. I hate talking about myself, but, um, I am 24. I live in Atlanta, about to be relocating to Seattle. Um, I am a certified life coach. And so that is what I have transitioned my life to be about. I, I used to work, um, full-time at a ministry leadership school and I did that for about three and a half years. Um, but I saw such a need for women specifically and helping them navigate through their life and specifically relationships. And so I became a certified life coach and I have been doing that full-time for the past six months.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Through your ministry work, did you feel called to be a life coach then? Is that kind of how that kind of like sparked that idea?
1: You know, everything in my life, um, I don't really know how it happened or how (laughs) I really got to where I'm at. I just have kind of always gone with the flow and just have followed the Lord, um, where I felt he was leading me. And so throughout my time in ministry college, when I was being the associate director of that, um, that's when my social platforms kind of began to grow and I saw a need, um, in that realm. And so just through a lot of prayer and fasting, I just realized that this was the direction that was going to be best for me. And so I just kind of, I just kind of wound up over here.
0: Speaking of God leading you, I've noticed your account grow on TikTok in just the way you've been helping so many women over there with relationship advice and things like that. What was the process of you kind of transitioning to that platform and focusing strictly on like healthy relationships?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, You'll laugh because for the longest time, um, I've been on quite a few podcasts and you know, at the end of every podcast, everyone asks you, they're like, where can your people find you? Where can they contact you? And at the end of every podcast, I think that I've ever done, I have said people can find me on Instagram or my website because I will never be on TikTok. Um, (laughs) because I said I would never, I would never do it. And then last month or so, I just, I just posted something about red flags and dating because it was, it was a very popular conversation I was having with people. And so I just put my two cents out there and I saw the response on that video and I was like, what is happening right now? And so I just started putting out a few of my top pieces of advice with relationships and dating. And literally within a month, it's November 30th today, I started posting on November 7th. And under a month, it has grown from I had like a 1000 followers, and now it's at 230,000. And I have no idea how that happened. It just did. And now I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing.
0: It's really interesting and cool to watch like how God funnels people to the right place, you know? Like, obviously, your calling right now is to be that person in that voice to speak on that. And it's crazy how God's just like, here's 200,000 people for you to lead and, and kind of help out. And that's just so cool to see how he does that.
1: I know. I'm like, 200,000? I said, what is even happening? I said, I don't know anything.
0: <laughs> All right. I think we could start out with, let's say you have just decided to break up with someone. So, or they just broke up with you, so you're new to this single thing. What do you think is, like, the best first steps or healthy steps someone should do after a breakup? For
1: sure. I have been there um, more times than I would like to admit. And I think, um, honestly, the first step after getting out of that relationship and being in singleness and all of that kind of stuff is to – let yourself cope with it. I think a lot of people have this mindset that after you break up or whatever the case is, that you just instantly have to be healthy and you instantly have to be the best that you can be. But it's like when we do that, we really neglect who we are as humans and we neglect just how our heart works, how emotions work. And like there is a season where like you're allowed to cope, you're allowed to have emotions, you're allowed to feel through all the things that you felt in that process. And so I would say, have your time to cope but like don't sit in that and let that be the negative part of your life and just dwell on this negativity and this brokenness for months on end it's like give yourself a deadline honestly and say like from this point to this point I'm going to let myself cope I'm going to let myself feel but have a point where you choose to turn it around and you choose to look ahead and understand that Everything that didn't happen was just making room for what is supposed to happen and make yourself believe that. And so like have a time to cope, but then have a time where you're choosing to move forward or you're going to be running in circles for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Have you ever had it where you didn't have that period to cope and you kind of just jumped into the next relationship?
1: Girl, let me tell you, yes, I did. And that relationship, it lasted for probably six weeks, and then I was like, what am I doing? And then I ended up breaking the guy's heart, and I was like, I am sorry, but this just ain't it, chief. Ain't
0: it, chief. That's the worst. Well, there's almost like that, that high of having someone else's attention and things like that, where you're almost like, well, the quick fix is to go get into another relationship and just continue dragging my baggage around and hoping it doesn't affect the next relationship. So they've had this coping period, kind of this time to actually really feel. Do you think the next thing would probably be kind of when they're in a better headspace is to focus on their relationship with Jesus in that season of singleness?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think um, that has to be your top priority in everything you do, which is something that I'll definitely touch on more as time goes on within like my platform on TikTok. But it's mm-hmm. like before you can ever have a healthy relationship with anybody, you have to have a healthy relationship with the one who made you, which is Jesus, which yeah. is God. And that takes self discipline. That takes um sacrificing of time to giving it to God. And it's like you have to know who you are in Christ and who God says that you are, so you have the standards that you need to have, so you have the expectations that you need to have, so you have the confidence that you need to have. And it's like the more that you create things with your own human hands and your own human logic, the more that it's going to be on you to sustain and on you to keep going. But the more that you let the Lord create things and you let the Lord guide you then you're going to be able to lean and rely on him to help sustain you through it and to help give you guidance through it. And so after you've had your coping season and all of that, go to God, just gut level honest and be like, God, like, why, like, why did this happen? Or what was going on in me that made me settle for this type of relationship? And like, what are the areas that you're trying to grow in me? What are the things that you want to shed light And me, and it's like, God will tell us if we get our place, if we get ourselves to a place where we're ready to listen, and we're actually at a posture of heart that wants to receive what he's trying to tell us.
0: That's so good. And it's almost to a point where, sad to say, but you have to have like a couple broken relationships for you to finally be like, fine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna be in the season of singleness, I'm going to actually pursue my relationship with Jesus before that relationship with another person. And you almost, I mean, I know I had to almost be forced into that time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, Have you noticed your quality of your dating relationships get better over time because your relationship with Jesus was better?
1: Yes, because I have had, so I got saved when I was 16, was good for a little bit, then kind of fell off, but like really truly became dedicated and committed in my walk when I was 18 and like I had my first serious relationship when I was 14. I had another serious relationship when I was 18 and then I've had a few more, whatever. I've had a lot of relationships. That's why I talk on what I do, but it's like I've had relationships when I wasn't on good terms with my relationship with Christ and I've had relationships where I was super dedicated and committed and I don't even really know how to describe it, but it is like such a difference because it's like, When I am close to God, when I am confident in who I am in Christ and confident in his plan for my life, it gives me a different set of eyes when I'm looking to date. Because then I'm not just looking at someone who's going to make me feel good. I'm not just looking at somebody who's going to be a good dad one day. I'm not just looking at somebody who's a hard worker, but I'm looking at it as if, like, does this person lead me towards wholeness? Does this person reflect the characteristics of Christ with me. Is this a person that's going to bring my kids to church one day? Like everything begins to shift when you have a solid relationship with Christ because you're looking at it in a holy perspective rather than a temporary perspective, which is what so many people do and which is why so many relationships fail.
0: And with that headspace, you get into the situation where you're placing expectations on the person you're dating that they're never going to be able to fill. And like you were saying, you found that you have to be with Jesus and have that relationship with Jesus to know just what to look for and the qualities in that person are going to look different. But then you're also looking to Jesus as your source of love, your source of wholeness instead of placing – because that expectation is harmful on people, I feel like. We do that a lot with people.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like usually whenever we are placing those expectations on the other person, is because there's some kind of void in us that we haven't let the Lord fill, and that we haven't put um, that we haven't put our soul into check with. Honestly, because when we put unhealthy expectations on the other person, it goes to show that we're not super stable in our walk, and we're not in complete understanding of who we are in Christ. And like I know that probably sounds repetitive, but it's like you you can't do anything to the best that it's supposed to be if you don't know who you are in Christ, and therefore you're putting all of these things on the other person and you're wondering why there's conflict. You're wondering why there's strife. You're wondering why there's all of this tension is because you're putting things on them that they were never meant to carry. Like your partner isn't there to cure your loneliness. Your partner isn't there to help you with your addiction. Your partner is not there to make you super secure. It's like all of those things are found in Christ. And like once you get real and honest with the Lord and you let him work those things out, then you're going to be healthy and you're not going to put that stuff on your other partner because you've already sorted it out with yourself and with God.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Do you believe in the thought then that you need to be whole before the person?
1: Hmm, that is a good question. I don't, I think it's tough to say that we are 100% whole Obviously, like Second Corinthians 5.17, it says, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. But we're also human. We also have flesh. And I think we're always on this, um, this journey of growing and progressing and becoming better. And so yeah. I don't know if I say I believe we should be whole, but I think we should absolutely be dedicated and committed on our journey towards wholeness before getting into a relationship and not expecting a relationship to be the thing that gets you on that journey.
0: That's a really good way to put it, because I, I know a lot of times, uh, even Christians on social media platforms, when they get asked about dating and stuff, a lot of times, like the easy answer they'll go to is you have to be whole before the person or whatever. So I think I really like how you put it. Of, it's more about is your identity rooted in Christ, and are are you on the healthy journey to finding that wholeness? I think that's very well put. And then what about The thought of, like, God will give you the person when you're not searching. (laughs)
1: Um, That's funny. I feel like that's a very, like, um, generic saying, which I've caught myself kind of saying it before, too. um, Because that's, like, that's kind of what happened with me, too. When I met my now fiancé, I was was literally talking to somebody else at the time who I knew wasn't even the best fit for me. And then when he came into my life, I was like, wait. I said, this is stupid. And so I had to like cut it off with the other guy. Cause I was like, what am I even doing? And so it's like, um, God really, he does have a way of, of surprising you. And so, I, but I think that's like such a twisted way to like put it too, because then it's like, we are humans. We all have a desire to be loved. We all have a desire to be known. And so it's like, I don't think that you can ever completely shut off your brain and shut off your desires in that way of like wanting to be loved and like wanting to be known by another individual and so it's like to say that god only sends you the person when you stop looking i don't know i feel like that's a misleading way to put it i think that i would rather put it and say saying that god will send you the right person and lead you to the right person when your priorities are straight and when your life is in alignment with the word of god and i think that's about and that's not saying that even if your priorities are straight and your life is in alignment with god that God just withholding this from you for whatever reason. It's just that we can't understand God. We don't know His timing. We don't know His ways. But it's just on us to trust Him and to read the Word of God to be able to trust that. And so that's not saying that some people are holier than thou, and so that's why they're getting into relationships and you're not. That's just saying that we do our part, and He does His part in His timing, not our timing.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a lot to do with, like, the idolizing of a relationship, in similar ways to what you experienced, I was almost like, my, once my focus wasn't on all I need in life is a relationship, then I was led to the guy I've been in a relationship with now, so I guess exactly what you're saying, that phrase is so misleading, because it's really just about when God thinks you're ready, or when, like you said, your priorities are right, so... I'm glad we were able to de-myth, if that's a word, <laughs> those two phrases. Right, right. <laughs> so how, how can you tell for, like, people who are in that weird talking phase or they like each other or they have a crush or things like that, how can you tell if God is leading you to date someone or what are some things you can look for?
1: For sure. Um... I think before, this is probably contradicting, but before you ever even consider getting into the dating game, if you will, or like the dating world, like you have to know what you want in somebody. You have to know your priorities and your values, and you need to know your expectations um, that you have for the person that you may spend your life with before you start even looking to date, and I say that because... um once you know your values, once you know your priorities, you'll always know what decisions to make and you'll always know who to let in your circle and who to not. And so when you start meeting people or if a guy slides in your DMs or you meet them wherever, it's like you already have this checklist, if you will, and the back, not some crazy checklist of like every single detail about what they need to look like, but like the things that matter, the values, the priorities, you'll have that checklist in the back of your head already. And so when you meet that person, you'll be able to tell right off the bat a few of them if they check it off. And so a a few that I think are important, it's like, are they involved in their church? Like, is that a priority to them? Are they serving their local church? Especially if you're meeting someone and they say that they're called to be a pastor or something like that, ask them, are they serving at their church? Because that is a Mm. huge thing. And so it's like, are they doing that? How, how do they treat their waiter and their waitress? That's a big one, too. How do they treat people who, don't, who can't do anything for them? Are they nice to people who can do stuff for them, or are they nice to people that they can only get stuff from? Like There's just character things that you need to look for before, yeah. I think, ever giving someone a chance because it's like these things that look small, they actually can be a really big deal later on if they're not caught at the small stages.
0: Do you think, then, it's necessary to kind of have that friend-friendship Period before you're like, okay, let's date?
1: Yeah, so I'm probably not the best to speak into that because I like my fiance now. I caught feelings so fast, and I literally just did a TikTok on that earlier. How, like, <laughs> I told him right about I was like, I don't want to be your friend because I knew that I wanted to be something more with him, but that friendship really is fundamental. Um, and I think when you meet the right person, that A good question to ask yourself is, like, would I be friends with this person? Would this be someone that I would let into my friend group and that I would want my friends to hang around? And if you can answer yes to all of those and, like, you guys are moving at a faster pace and, like, I don't think you have to, like, have a set period of, like, you only have to be friends here and then you can date. But it's just, like, just use wisdom. Use discernment. If you start dating someone and you know that they would not be part of your friend group, like, what are you doing?
0: So, ladies, it's more about character than it is anything else. (laughs) Seriously, though. Right, right. We're we're just so good at being very much about, oh, well, he looks pretty polished on the outside, and he seems really nice, but then when you actually see their actions and their character, you're like, oh, maybe not.
1: (laughs) I know, I know.
0: So, Mark is your fiancé's name, right? Yes. How did you know that he was the one, I guess? The famous question, how did you know he was the one? (laughs)
1: um how did I know Mark was the one I mean this and I need to word this correctly so it doesn't come off in like any kind of way but it's like for me when I met him and we started pursuing a relationship for the first time ever out of all my relationships out of every single person I've been with which has been a lot um and I I can say that because I, I just want to be honest with my life but it's like for the first time I felt like I did not deserve him and that I had to maintain a standard and like maintain wholeness and purity and everything to be good enough for him in a sense. And it's like, obviously, I know that I'm enough in Christ. I know who I'm in Christ. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's like there was just this um, level where it was like, wow, like I actually have so much honor and respect for you. And I had never experienced that before. I had always been with people where I was leading the relationship or where I knew that I was more um, mature in other areas than they were. And so, like, I met him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I I have to keep my stuff together if if this is going to work. And I think that was, like, a really big eye-opener to me because it was, like, finally, like, this is someone who is a leader and who I can trust and that I really do respect.
0: That's awesome. So God almost worked in the way of, like, 'Cause I know a lot of us ladies are we kind of get in that negative headspace, which I think it's what you're trying to say of where we're like, No one's ever gonna be good enough for me, kind of that way. So you're almost humbled. You knew your identity in Christ, but you were almost humbled to be like hope God was almost like, Okay, hope. Like he's he's a good guy. Like you think like kinda like that? Yeah. But that's crazy that you said that because I'd almost say my journey is is pretty similar, where I also was doing, like, most of the leading. And then, finally, uh, Wyatt, the guy I'm with now, it was almost, like, just very similar to what you described. And where I was like, wow, like, this guy's awesome. Like, he's actually pursuing, like, things like that. And it wasn't, it, it was, like, so much of God working where it wasn't, like, work, you know, it wasn't like hard work to try to keep this relationship going or even start it or things like that. So I just love how God is always like present in different people's relationships in that way.
1: Right. I know. I love it too. It's always encouraging to hear as well.
0: I think today did you post a TikTok about why waiting is worth it
1: i am I s I'm I'm mixed up on all the ones that I've posted. I posted our proposal video today and I said waiting is important.
0: Okay. Um, I was going to ask you, what, what do you think makes waiting worth it? And what's like a word of encouragement that you, you could give to the audience just about their season of waiting, whether that's singleness or just in general, waiting and trusting God with that waiting.
1: Why is waiting important? Waiting is so important because waiting is not just sitting still and waiting for the thing to be brought and dropped in your lap waiting is such an opportunity for you to grow and to develop and to invest in yourself to be ready for the thing that you're waiting for when it is presented to you and i think there's a huge misconception there that people think waiting means doing nothing but waiting is actually the most the most persistent season and the most important season because it's on you to invest and to grow and develop yourself so that when it is presented to you, you're actually in a place where you're able to receive it. And so waiting is a holy and a special um, season that so many people overlook. And I posted a quote early. I cannot remember to say my life who said it, but it said the only thing harder than waiting on God is wishing that you would have. And I know that in seasons of loneliness and seasons of, disruption or uncertainty it can be so easy to just compromise on a few things and take what is there rather than waiting for what is best but it's like just going back to the beginning when you know who you are in Christ when you know the plan that he has for you and the good things are ahead of you you're going to understand the importance of having a spouse who can lift you up in that and who can walk with you towards that and not settling for a spouse who's gonna keep you stagnant or who's gonna bring you further back rather than further ahead. And so waiting is so important because it gives you the chance to grow and to invest in yourself to be ready for when that time does come.
0: Man, amen to that. Yeah, that is so good. And I don't know about you, but in my life, I didn't realize any of that or agree with any of that until I had a certain level of spiritual maturity and until I had a point where my relationship with Jesus was strong enough where I was like, okay, yes, God, I do understand and I do know that this waiting and this time is so special and it's time for growth. Would you kind of agree with that? It's like you didn't really realize that until you worked on your relationship with Jesus?
1: 100%.
0: So you guys, relationship with Jesus is fundamental. It is the building box, the foundation of your entire life, not just your other relationships in your life. And so Hope, at the end of season two, I will ask all my guests this question, and you can fill in the blank. So because I trusted God with my season of singleness, with my waiting, I was set free from.
1: Oh, that's a good one because i trusted god with all of that i was set free from compromise which is Mm. something else i'm very passionate about compromise for sure
0: and if you guys want to hear more about that topic we'll have to have hope back or you'll have to go check out all of her amazing content and words of wisdom but like you said in the beginning all podcasts ask this but where can they find you after this (laughs) (laughs)
1: you can find me surprise on tiktok on instagram and then on my website which all of it is just hope smoke amazing
0: and you have a book too right Uh, i do uh, i
1: have my i have two so i have my book um which has a lot on compromise actually it's called the second table And then for women specifically, I'm the co-author of a devotional called Overcomer. And I would highly recommend the devotional to any lady out there.
0: Yay. And I will have all that linked in the description, but I'm excited. I'll have to go read your second table book. I knew about The Overcomer, but I didn't know about your second one. So that's super exciting. Well, thank you so much, Hope, for being here. It was the best to talk to you. We'll have to talk more often.
1: Yes, I would love that for real.